Hello, my name is Tim Carpenter. Welcome to the Kansas Reflector Podcast. And today we're going to celebrate the idea of books and reading. And because, uh, you know, who doesn't love a good book? I'm here with Wolf James, uh, a writer of poetry and a staffer at the Kansas State Library. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you for your time today. Um, I wonder if we could start by just seeing, you know, what, what perhaps are some of your favorite books or the favorite book. Um, my off the top of my head answer, um, that I secretly plan way in advance for that question (laughs) is Peter Benchley's Girl in the Sea of Cortez. Um, because then I get to be the cool kid and be like, yes, that's the guy that wrote Jaws, but this book is better. Let me tell you why. Um, always an English major at heart. Cool. And then, and then just to uh, lay the groundwork for uh, talking about books and, and, and writing and, and learning is, why do we think books are important? Books are the transmission of knowledge. Um, libraries have historically been uh, a place where people gather knowledge and stories and share those things with each other. And that's just as important now as as ever. Yeah, I think they, they play a significant role in people's lives. Think about how children reading when they're young, just trying to learn how to communicate with the people around them. You know, it's knowledge, intellect, history, culture. Dolly Parton thinks so, too. <clears throat> she does. <clears throat> yeah. You know, enhances imagination, creativity. There's a lot of things. All right. So the real nut here, Wolf, is we're going to... We're going to delve into the services and offerings and, and just really what, we, what Kansans, all Kansans, can draw from their state library system. Uh, so do you, want to, do you want to introduce the, the system that we have here in Kansas? Because I have a feeling there's some people that don't even uh, know where to begin. Uh, and I would be one of them. Uh, as I have begun learning about all the ins and outs of the State Library of Kansas, Um, I have discovered many different services and ways of getting to information um, that even as an avid reader, I had never, um, I had never encountered before. Um, The place that most people start, I think, is eBooks, audio books. Um, folks who like those are generally always looking for, hey, where can I find that in the format that I like? Um, and the State Library has some nice resources to look around and find um, new books or just books in a different format. Um, and then that kind of brings us to other things that are in digital formats, um, research databases and things that people Um, probably most of the public equate to scholars and academics. Those are things that are available to everyone. Um, Everyone from, you know, K through 12 to, you know, looking up how to work on your 1987 uh, Jimmy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those resources are available to Kansans. The Um, beginning point might be to get a user card. Uh, e-user card or the, or could you just walk into the state library in the Kansas Capitol building and start plowing through the online resources 
there are a few different ways you can go about it. Um, most users are going to get an e-card from their public library that's local to them. Okay. Um, anyone uh, can go to the state library's physical location in Topeka when we're open Monday through Friday, eight to five. Um, and there is a physical uh, library card and physical materials that can be checked out. Those can also be checked out through interlibrary loan. Um, Mm-hmm. Lots of fun stuff. There are some, you know, <laughs> academic things, um, very old things, uh, like a book from the 1700s. It's in a nice little cage because it's very old. Yeah. Um, that, you know, that don't leave the building, but there are lots of things that you can check out. Let's touch quickly about the, the library f- building that's in the Capitol. It's on the third floor of the Capitol, which the whole place has been renovated, and it's quite mm-hmm. nice. And the library too. One of the uh, unusual things. I, sometimes I sit in there at a at a at a table and work on news stories, and um, <clears throat> the ambiance is lovely. But sitting around me, there are many old books. Uh, there's some newer books. There's audio books sitting over there. I think, uh, and and so um, I can see a, a a big file cabinet that if you pull a drawer out, it has a bunch of maps in it. Uh, they're they're old county maps, yep. and I just think that's fascinating. But one of the things that occurs throughout my time sitting there, if I'm there for a couple hours, is people on tours mm-hmm. will walk into the building, and they go up in the second floor, we'll call it, of the library, and do what? They walk on the glass floor. Yeah. So pretty cool. Tell me about the glass floor. I always, I do it, and you think, yeah, surely I'm going to fall through, but nah. No, if I haven't, you won't either. (laughs) Um, So tours come through all the time. Um, School kids, um, politicians have people visiting, just folks wandering through Topeka and and walk in and do that. Um, When the tours get to the State Library, generally this spiel starts with um, kind of what we've already talked about. Here's where you can get library things. Um, and then they talk about the brass sunflowers in the ironwork around the mezzanine railings um, and the stenciling and all of the different things. Um, but yeah, the glass floors seems to be the, uh, the big attraction. Um, and there are reasons for those, not just because they're pretty. Um, the first female state librarian, Annie Diggs, um, around 1900, uh, chose the shelving and those floors and the electrical lighting for that matter, um, purposely to reduce the incidence of fire in the library. Hmm. Uh, the glass floors let in more light, um, electric lighting, you know, in 1901 was probably not super bright. Um, and every little bit helped. Yeah, it is. It is such a lovely space and, and the floors is, is unique. I think, I mean, I've never seen anything like it before. They certainly certainly wouldn't build such such a thing today. You wouldn't think. <clears throat> Probably not. Yeah. So that's the third floor. Any sense of the reach of the uh, state library network in terms of serving the interests of of Kansans out there? Well, there are um, just under seventy thousand active state library digital cards, um, but. Not everyone who uses state library services necessarily has an e-card. The electronic 
um, digital resources that the State Library provides um, sometimes come to Kansans through their public library or their school. Um, For 2022, those resources served 374 public library buildings, um, just over 2.5 million patrons, uh, 2,024 K-12 school buildings, serving just over 500,000 school students, um, and 86 academic institutions serving just under 200,000 students. Um, no, I think uh, certainly certainly Kansans are uh, have the opportunity to take advantage of these resources, and many of them do. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking about uh, other programs at the library. There's eBooks, but there's a uh, Kansas Talking Books system. There's Braille books. It's a federal uh, repository library of U.S. government publications. Yeah, um, there. There are records of every state agency and organization um, housed there, either physically or digitally. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a hankering to read agricultural reports from 1873, have at it. They're there. Um, (laughs) Not a lot of tractors, then. uh, Probably not, I would guess. Unless they were steam rolling, steam tractors rolling around. Well, I I guess you could name your horse tractor that much. Yeah, there you go. Um, Some of the other resources, um, KGI, uh, Kansas Government Information Online Library, has more records than I can even rattle off. Um, There are some cool blogs. If you're into, you know, Kansas history, that's a really good place to get some. Um, if you're what a is, researcher, what is prim- the interrupt? What is the inter internet? Uh, it's dot gov. What what is it? Where where can people go to start exploring the talking books and the repository? Uh, the the homepage is yeah. kslib dot info. Uh, we also have you know Facebook and Instagram because we're. Okay. Cool like that, even though we're old. I guess uh, you can just Google State Library and bing, it would pop yep, up. It, it absolutely does. Other than trying to remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've mentioned the Kansas Talking Books program. Um, that is uh, a program that serves Kansans with print disabilities mm-hmm. um, of all ages. Uh, could be someone with low vision or who has issues holding a book. Um Whatever the issue is um, that uh, may prevent them from enjoying uh, our fine uh, library services. And that program actually has uh, dedicated uh, library services to help eligible uh, patrons find things that they want to read, um, get things in a format that's usable for them. Um, there are apps, there are the, you know, the uh, cassette readers um, mm-hmm. that some folks may remember, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of things. And I think the most unique thing about that particular program, other than, you know, they have their own library programming, um, book clubs and, and all sorts of things. Um, they also have a studio, 
where they are able to record um, and locally produce titles that are relevant to Kansas and Kansans. Um, and that could be um, magazines or books by Kansas authors. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty amazing resource. Some of those locally produced books uh, do really well um, in, in the national uh, catalog for mm-hmm. folks. That's fascinating. I love that uh, resource. Braille, I've tried to. You know, you run your hand across Braille, it's a little bewildering. Well, they have those resources too. Uh, we actually unveiled a, a Braille resource kit um, to circulate um, just in March. Mm-hmm. Um, to try to introduce more people to the potential of Braille? Yep. Okay. Um, children's books, um, different toys, um, coloring pages with uh, raised lines so that they can experience what someone with low vision or who is blind may interact with. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple of great children's books in that set that actually have the Braille overlays so that kids can experience that. A couple of uh, story walks, if you've seen those at different parks, there's a couple of those in the state that actually have Braille. um, Hmm. Oh, Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a part of, of what y'all do that I love. It's called Kansas Notable Books. And uh, do you want to explain what the program is? Um, Notable Books is uh, an annual <clears throat> an annual program that uh, selects 15 books uh, mm-hmm. that were published the previous year by Kansans or about Kansans. Um, and they, um, are celebrated throughout the year. Um, there are, uh, bookmarks and posters and all that sort of thing. There's also a grant, um, that we offer to public libraries across the state to have those books available in their collections. Yeah. So, uh, I, th- I looked online last night. It looks like this program has been run for we'll say 15 years or so, maybe 2006. Yeah, and that. so, you know, the, it's, the selections are books by Kansans, but also of, of Kansas. So mm-hmm. there's some that are, uh, you know, I have this book called White Hot Hate, and it's, it's about the Garden City terrorist bombings of a handful of years yeah. ago. It was written by somebody who doesn't live in Kansas, but certainly really a, a, right. a piece of Kansas there. And, uh, Another book in this uh, list that I was familiar with was The Policing Sex in the Sunflower State. It was about how uh, women who uh, contracted venereal disease, thousands of them over the years, were put into an industrial farm uh, uh, facility and held there because they had an illness. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, it's just this bit of history that somehow gets buried just by the decades you know yeah and so when somebody can write about it and pull it all together and and you know um i think that's just really valuable other books on this list that that uh that you've read or are interested in um there's a blue collar saint it's a book of poetry there are a couple um actually right before the list was released last year um lucas I can never say his last name correctly, but Brazier, Brazier, He's from OU, mm-hmm. um, we'll down, down in Norman. Uh, it's the one about water. 
Oh, on 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 the Ogallala aquifer. Yeah. Um, yes, I know what you're talking about. I actually uh, just um, draining the aquifer. Yeah, and so was forth. able to hear him speak um, at mm-hmm. Topeka Public Library um, after having read that book, and that was a really awesome experience. Just um, it is fascinating when you can read something and then you hear from the authors themselves. Right. And with this program, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when these are announced and they have an event at the Capitol, and, and some of the authors do come to Kansas and interact with people. Yeah, um, for the most part. Um, I mean, there is a ceremony uh, at the Kansas Book Festival in September. Um, there's a, a bit of a speech, and they are awarded medals and, and that sort of thing and, and recognized um, festivals open to the public people yep. can come and and enjoy the books and and mm-hmm. kind of get in touch with this list these lists are great i think because uh you know i could uh you know quit my job and read 200 books a year or i can have people help me with lists of good books that that will winnow it down for me i i need these lists it's just like music so yeah i appreciate these lists and i really think it's important to uh uh, tip your birdie. hat to Kansans, you know, and Kansas subjects. Well, a little birdie says that you may really enjoy this year's list. Oh, okay. All right. Good deal. <laughs> Excellent. So when will that come out? Um, I'm not sure what the exact release date is, but um, we're finalizing sometime in the soon. summer. Yeah. It comes out, it comes out in advance of, so people are aware of yeah. the selections so the, when the September yeah. event occurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Public libraries will have had them for a while and that sort of thing. Right, good deal. So there's a, there's a lot that, of joy that comes from books. There's also some sorrow. I guess that's part of, of writing, you know, laughter, something for everybody, a little laughter, a little few tears. But there is this uh, movement afoot in the United States and probably other countries about uh, book banning and just trying to get books removed from shelves. You know, to, to me, it just smacks of censorship. It's a little odd. Uh, that, that, you know, and, and perhaps a threat to democracy, you know, as a, as somebody who works in a library, somebody who cares about books has written poetry. What, how do you, how do you react to this kind of movement? We're in the business of sharing books. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that can be said, um, for the goings on in the greater library community. Um, but I think when it comes back to Kansas, um, the overall movement is for more connectedness. Our summer reading program nationally, but that has really uh, kicked off in Kansas already, is all together now, uh, mm-hmm. is the theme. Mm-hmm. Um, really focusing Suggesting... on... And the theme focuses on kindness and caring and working together. Um, And I think that while it may be a national theme, it is also a very Kansas theme. Um, And I think that that is an issue that most of us can agree on. Um, Sure. The Kansas book. At least theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes in the capital, those kind of, those good vibes get pitched out of the fifth floor window, but... I know yeah, what you're but saying. the cookies downstairs are delicious. So. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, the Kansas Book Festival was started by Mary Brownbeck. Um, mm, I think you're right. Yeah. Brownbeck was in office. And yeah. so, you know, those 
those things uh, have carried through. Uh, she was actually supposed to be with us um, just a couple weeks ago uh-huh. um, to uh, celebrate uh, some grant recipients uh, mm-hmm. through the Kansas Book Festival, which is kind of part of that whole Notable Books, Kansas Reads to Preschoolers. There, there are some um, grants available. You know, yes. Yeah, programs. Yes. And so, you know, she wasn't able to make it, but the fact that that's still a program that, you know, was started back when her husband was in office and Mm -hmm. it's still something that she feels strongly about. Um, and you know, that we are still doing. It is a real achievement to start something like this and have it continue after, after you, you, the, the originator, in this case, the, the, the wife of a Kansas governor steps back from it and it continues on. Mm -hmm. I think that's just really remarkable. Clearly a great achievement. I just yeah. I certainly Wonderful certainly filled a void, programs. you know. Yep, absolutely. Uh so when we when we ban books, you know, we're I, I was trying to think about this and it is trying to think about libraries themselves. They're kind of the arbiters of democracy. I thought the whole idea of education and libraries was to take all these ideas and just flood the room with them. Uh but when we decide to take well, you know, Bluest Eye, the Toni Morrison book. When we decide to just, eh, we'll just pull that one off the shelf because people don't need to see that. Or one of my favorite books, To Kill a Mockingbird, which has always puzzled me as to why, you know, I could sit and reread that. That's the book I think I could reread 50 times, you know. Um, so so in the library world, you know, do you is there an answer to this movement of any kind? I mean, what would what would the American Library Association think about uh, what do they think about book banning? Well, you'd have to ask Cindy Hall. Um, she's the newly elected president of the ALA. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also uh, over here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, um, yeah, I I think that is that is kind of the question. Um, what do we do now? Yeah. Um, and that's where we are. I think about uh, people throwing, challenging certain books. And, and my first instinct would be, particularly if I place myself as a teenager, you know, going way <laughs> back when, if you want to ban a book, oh, well, I haven't been to the library in a while, but I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to read that book. You know, if you want to ban it, I'm in. And so I just wonder if, if, if there's just sort of the opposite effect when you... Uh, people object, you know, in various states to certain books if it just doesn't drive sales, you know? I think that would just be interesting if that was true, you know? A bit of an irony. Maybe that'll be a part of my market research next year. All right. Uh, uh, Before we close out, is there anything else that you want uh, Kansans to know about the State Library and and their opportunity to make the best use of it? Um, The State Library is, is your library. Um, Kansas. So uh, you can call us. You can go on our website and ask a librarian um, by email, chat. Um, however, you know, whatever fits your, your needs. Um, public librarians can direct things um, or get you um, materials through interlibrary loan. Um, they can email you stuff. It's it's really a vast resource, um, and it's it's there, and we're here. I want to thank Wolf James 
they serve the interest of readers in Kansas in your library. And uh, I appreciate your work on all of our behalf. And um, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast.